Gentlemen, we're live. Welcome to the world's fastest 30 minutes, reckless speculation, where we're going to speculate on stuff that doesn't make sense. Some of it will, some of it won't. Welcome. Above me, below me, beside me are some of the smartest dumb guys you'll ever meet. To the right, we have up first, Robbie Davis. What's up, Robbie? Oh, it's almost the weekend. Thanks for having me again. And, uh, yeah, looking forward to the show tonight. Yeah, uh, and, and we're doing kind of a hodgepodge tonight. I, I just noticed I still have the Sylvania Rams logo up. Uh, for the young man, Styles Hughes, I just finished the uh, broadcast with him, and I wish him all the luck in the world. What an incredible young man. Yes. Below Robbie Davis from the Middle Tennessee, greater Ohio State area. It's Brandon Chain. Excited to be here. It's uh, got postponed tonight, but looking forward to tonight's show. Yeah, I, I wasn't feeling too good. And I know you've got pages and pages of notes you were depending on, and I hope it didn't change too much. But we'll get through it. We'll get through it. And below me, from the left coast, I'm surprised not wearing a Freddie Freeman jersey. I got my That's Freeman fine. t-shirt back here. The Dodger Freddy, lover, Freddy, Freddy. The Dodger lover, and Chet and Freddie will make you the most hated man in the Chattanooga area. Rog Meta. How are you, Rog? Freddy, Freddy, Freddy. You got a 53,000-strong uh, standing ovation. Family was all there. He got teared up after he got teared up uh, talking about the, the Braves pre-game. So, uh no, Freddie's already a hero in Freddie L.A. Just below, every day. just below Joe Kelly right now, he is a hero. Uh, all right, guys. Uh, kind of had a little fun getting started here, but there's a serious breaking story. And I think it covers a bigger issue altogether. Uh, right before midday today, I think personally the best coach in college basketball announced his retirement at age 60. Villanova's Jay Wright walks away from college basketball in the trend that we've seen more and more. And I was surprised Jay Wright was 60, Robbie. I honestly thought he was in his 50s, but still a young man done with coaching early. Um, yeah, it came as a shock to me, um, and especially the more we're learning that – this may actually be retirement um, and not stepping down and going somewhere else. When I first heard the news, I thought, oh, an NBA job finally lured him away. But My that first thought was he's going to take the Lakers job. Yeah, and that doesn't seem to be the case. Um, you know, him, Coach K, and Roy Williams, that's 10 championships that just left the game of college basketball in the last calendar year. Um and make no mistake about it, Jay Wright's right up there with those guys. Um, he He's a great coach. Um, you know, two championships, four Final Fours, 21 years at Nova. And let me just put – because put things into perspective in today's age versus what it was 21 years ago. Jay Wright, when he got to Villanova, went to three straight NIT tournaments, three straight. Nowadays, that gets you fired. So patience, let people build programs, hire the right people, let them build programs. 
um, and you will get return on your investment. Another thing to put it in perspective is, and for some of our Vol fan listeners, um, the perception of what you do in March defines a career. Jay Wright's career winning percentage, 695. Rick Barnes' career winning percentage, 656. You wouldn't put I, – I love Barnes to death, but you wouldn't put Barnes next to Jay Wright. You just wouldn't. No, and, and Robbie, it's not like – before we move on, it's not like Jay Wright stayed at Villanova because he had to stay at Villanova. I know at one point Tennessee inquired to him, a very public inquiry, that would have probably made him one of the highest-paid coaches in basketball. I also believe that I want to say UCLA inquired to him, and there was no interest to leave Villanova. Yeah. Well, I mean, the Sixers, before they got hired Doc Rivers, they made a hard push. He didn't even have to move his house. He could have went to the 76ers, NBA job, a good NBA job um, right. with a lot of talent. And that's not one of these Rick Patinos, John Calipari – going into a dumpster fire. That was a really, really good NBA job that he turned down. Jane, you saw a similar thing in football, and I I know everybody will criticize him and make fun of him now, but we've twice saw Urban Meyer walk away after winning national championships, after being successful, the first time in Florida in his 40s, at Ohio State in his 50s. Now he couldn't find a job in the NFL if he wanted one, but still yet, coach pressure is a real thing in today's society. It definitely is. Um, But I don't see where there was that kind of pressure. Like, Urban Meyer got in, got mixed into some bad things along the way, you know, which caused um, him to retire rather than stick it out kind of deal. Uh, Almost coward-esque, if you will. Uh, And then, but Jay Wright has been a staple in college basketball. And for him to just step down at this point in time, like we had on our group text, we talked about, I was, I was so surprised and, and, we all thought, you know, possibly an NBA job that's coming up. Uh, maybe he's he's going to the Lakers. They need a lot of help. Uh, maybe he can win a championship there. Uh, but it just – it's surprising. But, yeah, the stress takes a toll, man. I mean, it does. And at some point, you know yourself as a person, and you just kind of got to wave the flag and give it up. Rog, what does this uh, – great answer, by the way, Brandon. What does this say about – and I'm going to mention names from your university, probably a lot of universities. The John McKays, the John Woodens, the Nick Sabans, the Bear Bryants, the John Chaneys. What does it say about these guys that coach into their 70s now to see – was it a different time? Was it a different place with Saban? It's not. But is it just that much more of a pressure cooker? Or is it the coach now has financial means maybe not to do to do what some of these other coaches did? Yeah, it is absolutely a different era. 
but you know, John McKay was born in West Virginia. He coached at USC, one of the greatest coaches of all time. He left for the Tampa Bay Bucks. I believe he was their initial coach. Uh, point he being was. is, I, he was. He was. Uh, Saban, you know, we all know his plight, if you will. When you go to Jay Wright, he was born in Churchill, Pennsylvania, a suburb of Philly. His undergrad was Bucknell, Pennsylvania, which is an hour and a half, two hours from Philly. Uh, in Lewisburg, and he coached at Villanova, which is in Philly. Uh, he's a Pennsylvania guy through and through. Uh, he was the fifth highest paid coach in college basketball at $6.2 million. And yes, UCLA was the team a few years ago. They offered to double his salary. The Lakers would pay five times his salary at this point, and they have the money. So I think Jay Wright achieved all that he wanted to do in this world, in the college basketball world, he is staying on from our understanding as a special assistant or something to the program. Um, you know, he's a family man, parent, everybody is in that area. And I think he achieved what he wanted to. He has hit the ceiling from, for his perspective. Um, you know, there's not much more he can do. And I think he wants to slow it down as stated and be around family be in Pennsylvania, like there's never been a more true Pennsylvania or coach, even for one state I can think of uh, than Jay Wright. So, uh, Robbie, going back to you, recently we saw the very high-profile retirement of Jim Carrey, the actor, whose words were almost exactly what Rod said. I've accomplished what I needed to in life, I enjoy painting and being by myself. And unless something falls through my front door that is so good, I can't see the world not living with it. I'm retiring. Now we get someone like Jay Wright retiring early. What does that say about society in general? That you have these high profile guys stepping out of life. Well, I think a couple of things. I think there is more money in entertainment and sports or entertainment than there ever has been. These guys don't need financial motivation anymore. And with college basketball and college sports in general, you've heard Saban talk about it. What they fell in love with isn't what it is right now. And so they're having to adapt to this new, while it's justified that, players are finally getting paid because there was no regulation or foresight on by the NCAA. It's very slimy and wild, wild west. It's always been slimy, but now it's just out of, not out of control in a bad way. It's just out of control. And there are no rules and they're all learning and at a high stress job, 24 hours a day, seven days a week job, when you have money in the bank and you have family and you can go work at ESPN, Fox, CBS, making a couple million bucks just to, to watch the game you love, comment on it, and still be involved without the grind of it. Right. Well, Substance over style, and I think of Jay Wright. Just mm -hmm. a tough coach. They play deed every year. Philly kids, always tough. A tough city. For a lot of reasons, uh, substance over style, much respect, 
and his winning percentage at Nova was 72 and a half. Yeah. That's insane. All, In the Big East? I think, Just insane. I think there's a very small, minute um, – I don't know. Sorry, sorry, I'm losing my well, train of thought. I think I know um, where you're going. Let me. Let me let no, me there's ask. a very small, minute alpha kind of male, or not necessarily male, but just dominance. Um, that they don't care about money. They don't care. It's it's just constant working, constant, you know, trying to get better and, and doing things. And you see that in kind of your Jeff Bezos, uh, your Elon Musk that kind of guy it works 80 hours a week and money is no object. And then I think there are people that, like you said, Jim Carrey, that, that reach to a certain point where it's like, what, you know, I don't have the drive anymore. What am I doing at this point? Like I, I've done enough and I'm happy where I'm at. And oh. I, I think, there's a very small percentage that can actually go beyond that and do that. And, you know, Jay, Jay Wright's an incredible coach and what he's done will never go forsaken. It, it's phenomenal, but I don't disagree with the guy, you know, if he's done, he's done. So, so have we not Roger, I'll point this to you and then we'll move on. Have we not already seen, and it's been in football, there are viable, sometimes more profitable careers on the other side for these guys. The first one I think of is John Madden, whose career, you guys never knew John Madden as a football coach. I I grew up with John Madden as a football coach. You all know John Madden as a football game. And announcer. Well, I remember him as an announcer for sure. As a Raider enthusiast, I I was aware I wasn't alive per se, but that's I think what the I last did. yeah, last Super Bowl for Madden was what, seventy six, the year I was born against Minnesota, I think. Won the Super Bowl seventy seven. Seventy seven, I was one. Yes. I was alive. Woo-hoo. So mm. but the point being, uh, let's take Madden. I was not. Uh John Gruden was making more money, arguably, on Monday Night Football before he left to come back to the Raiders. Dick Vitale was a okay college basketball coach that become a multi-millionaire celebrity figure. Uh, Lee Corso was an okay college football coach. Sure. I don't think Jay Wright's that guy, but there's enough media outlets and enough outlets out there there are viable careers past coaching, correct? Yeah. NIL, baby. They create a brand and, uh, yeah, get a publicist, separate agent. You know, those guys are, are bigger than the sport. Yeah, but, it, again, it's not always about that for these guys. They have more money than they know what to do with already. Like, sometimes they just want to just be done, and, like, and that's okay. And us as sports fans, we hate to see that. We'd like to see them in a, another public setting, you know, via media or whatever. But it's okay to be done. You know, you, you've done what you did and made a name for yourself. It's, it's good. 
after 31 years of being a Tennessee football fan, I think I should get to retire at some point. But Robbie, <laughs> I want to I want to ask you one more thing. And y'all brought up NIL, and it is part of the new culture. I just heard two college uh, a basketball coach and a football coach talk about it. I'm sure interestingly we'll get into it at some point. I don't know if it's the NIL that's harder on coaches. I don't think the NIL affects their day-to-day life as much as the transfer portal. Transfer portal has added a pressure to coaching we don't think about. Uh, I did I did talk – was at a meeting or dinner with Coach Hopple, but it was Coach um, Harper, the women's basketball coach, that said this following words. I have someone whose responsibility is to check the portal every day. So no matter if you're in recruiting season or not, you could be in recruiting in five minutes if they somebody hits the portal. I also heard them say, we as coaches cannot even, it's not just our roster we have to worry about. She said, we took our team assistance and spent several days trying to figure out what other teams in the SEC's roster was left after transfer portal and all that. Has the transfer portal added a level of complexity that it's almost like a general manager in pro sports? Well, I mean, they go hand in hand, right? Like the idea that the NIL is available is what makes the transfer portal so dangerous and deadly. Look, if you're sitting there, especially in basketball, hey, we're missing a big man from this team. We can make a Final Four. Oh, I'm looking, we're playing X team. If I'm a big booster, hey, my car dealership, we can sponsor him for X amount of dollars, transfer over to this team next year, Let's make a run at this. Where where one player can change the sports, um, that I mean, that's what the freedom of it is. Is you can just say, "Hey, I'll pay for this player." I can. I mean, you can just say, "Look at the college basketball landscape. Let them play one. I'll grab this team, put them together, and go." And so, yeah, it's got to be terrifying for those coaches. Like, you know, um, uh, you know, Tennessee losing Brandon um, Hunter Hartsfield. Uh, and he was improving, and then he just left because he wanted to go somewhere. He went. He wasn't happy. He wasn't getting everything he wanted. So you just leave instead of working and trying to improve. So yeah, grass is always greener. Money's always better from somebody else's pocket. Perfect example, uh, Chang. And then we'll wrap this up. The one thing, uh, Arizona freshman All American Eric Gray, Arizona State football. All-American, goes through spring, tells the media is happy, enters the portal today, and the first thing the Arizona State media and the first thing for the Phoenix media, they say, this was a straight cash attempt by a kid out of college that or out of high school that wasn't highly recruited, comes to Arizona State, plays one year, is a freshman All-American. Now he will go someplace a lot mm-hmm. bigger and get and in the headline was gentry transfers for nil is that what it is has it became i'm good i'm better than you recruited me now i'm gonna go get paid it is 
Um, I mean, you I look at uh, Quinn Ewers uh, for Ohio State. He hmm. jumped out of his senior year in high school just to get his million-dollar NLI deal, which was one of the first as this thing was kicking off. Uh, comes into Ohio State. He was a year early, and Ryan Day has his quarterback stacked, you know, on years. They'll sit, they'll play, they'll sit, they'll play, you know. And it, it just didn't work out for him. And it was obvious he transferred back to Texas, uh, got another – big signing in L.I. deal. Uh, Yeah, you know, you're a 17, 18-year-old kid, and you're getting all this hype about million dollar here, 10 million here, 5 million there. Yeah, you're going to fly all over the place just for the money. Um, It's unfortunate, but it's similar to, you know, NFL – kind of free agency trading situations. Um, And it's, you know, it kind of, I don't want to say disgrace, that's not the right word uh, for college football, but it it makes it really hard to watch when they're bouncing around. I mean, we already don't get very long with these kids that commit to a team, Um, but to see them just flip-flop and, go somewhere else just because someone else wants to give them 200 grand extra. It's we're in for a lot. All right, Rog, finish us up. Where does Jay Wright's legacy land him? Hey, real quick on Gentry, Arizona state is a dumpster fire beyond any dumpster fire. Uh, allegations, coaches fired Antonio Pierce, Herm Edwards, uh, how many guys have transferred out, including their starting quarterback, Jaden Daniels, to LSU. Uh, everybody's getting off a sinking ship. So that whole money-only thing, I don't buy it. Well, uh, when it I comes will to- tell you, if you research it, the kid said in spring, I'm never leaving. I want to be here. I want people to underdoubt, uh, doubt me. Then some of his teammates got NLL deals when they transferred, and then he hit the portal. That's the well, that's Maybe the he said that to get – a local NIL deal at home, and then it didn't basically produce the way he wanted. Uh, I just just don't buy it. Repeating what I heard the media report. I saw it as well, but uh, the Jay Wright, he'll just simply go down as, like I said, substance over style and one of the greatest coaches of all time. A guy that taught the fundamentals of basketball on both ends. Kids played hard. Every kid went 110%. If they didn't, in practice and on the floor and during games, they didn't play. Jay Wright didn't care. Uh, the most gangster thing he ever did was when they won the 2016 National Championship and Chris Jenkins hit the game winner at the buzzer over North Carolina. If you go back and watch that clip, he just watches the shot, he makes it, and walks back down to shake uh, Roy Williams's hand. He does not, like, go crazy. They show Raleigh Massimino, the old – Nova coach back in the day, he's doing backflips for, and he's like 80. But Jay Wright just walked it off, man. He, he, oh, you know, yeah, act like you've been there before, even though we hadn't been. Uh, he's a gangster, dude, and uh, a hell of a basketball coach. There's not he one person, he didn't want to get that $20,000 suit messed up. He's one <laughs> exactly, <laughs> he does look, he is from Philly, you know, he, he does look like he's got exactly. some ties to something. <laughs> 
some somebody somebody uh, on Twitter just joked like I knew he wasn't going to take wearing these jumpsuits for very long. He's like, I got to get back to the dress suits. All right, guys. He's uh, got his own tailor for sure. I, I could definitely. I stay on J Rod. He's he, he's to me. He's the best in the business right now. But I want to hit a couple more topics before we get father and a couple of them is to gauge you guys' interest in the subject right now. And we're going to start with the United States Football League played over the weekend. I will tell you, I watched a game and a half of four. Uh, I played DraftKings on one of them. Oh, man. <laughs> you, have, you have problems. You do I, have problems. I did not find it as enthralling or as interesting as the XFL. Uh, I thought the play was a step down from – I thought the XFL's play was better than the current play in the USFL. But the ratings were okay. We'll start with you, Raj, and work our way around to Robbie. What was your interest level in the USFL? Super low. Um, the f- football is just a sport where college is essentially the minor leagues. Nobody wants to really watch, at least in North, in the United States, just because, for whatever reason, the discrepancy between the product on the field is, is far different than any. It's just so apparent uh, versus baseball or uh, basketball. In, in those two sports, you can see promising talent that has superstar ability, just needs to, to hone their skills. I don't see that in these leagues. I, yeah, I think it did a 1.8. I think that's less than the XFL, which is basically like the WWF with, uh, in terms of uh, how they presented the league. And, of course, everybody remembers Rod Smart. He hate me. And, and the, uh, the opening, <laughs> like, tip, if you will, was throwing the football and two well, dudes ran down trying to kill each other. But, the, um, but no, I mean, for me, I didn't care. All the games are in Birmingham, even though there's only one team in Birmingham. Um, yeah, I I wasn't impressed. I saw a little bit, you know, kid like Shea Patterson, but Paxton Lynch, a first-round pick, who was just awful in the league. Uh, I, like I said, the discrepancy is just too great for me. It's, it won't work. Now, I did go to the USFL games back in the day, I saw Steve Young in the LA Express. That was different. That was basically NIL deals for players coming out of college. Herschel Walker, Jim Kelly, tons of NFL talent. Um, until the leagues merged, it was a different scenario back then. But I don't see much NFL talent here at all. Uh, it's akin to the Arena Football League, which at least is kind of cool in its difference. But uh, yeah. Uh, very low interest for me. Jane, did you see uh, Devontae Smith uh, running back for Tampa very publicly was cut on t- by his – I guess there's a show that's USFL-based. I saw it on Twitter. He was cut from his team because he complained about the flu- food. They had chicken salad. He wanted pizza, so they basically cut him. That's not the image you really want to put out there early on in a sports league, is it? Especially when you're in a not even a secondary league, more of a fourth or fifth dairy league. 
that's not even a word, but I'll say it. Um, we got you. No. Uh, th- this is – so I attempted to watch a game, and I would honestly watch uh, local high school football over this. Uh, it, it was <laughs> just such a poor production. Um, it, it just – it's not good. It is doomed to fail. There's no chance in hell that they make this at all. Robbie, you always sum up the, the, the attention from the media side of it. I thought it was nowhere near the hype of the XFL. I was actually kind of disappointed by the, the overall media coverage. What did you um, away from it? Yeah, if, and I'm one of the few people that watch NASCAR. If I did not watch NASCAR, I would have had no idea this was going on. And we talk about things like this. Um, look, you. This is just a fact, right? You can you can hate ESPN. You can love ESPN. You can be anywhere f- between. If you are not some way entwined with ESPN, they're the oxygen of sports. And if they're not hyping you, you're not going to get the attention that you you want. Fox, USA, they're good networks. Well, USA is okay. I'll, I'll stay off of Fox. But, you know, like ESPN's the oxygen of the sports world. And I think the NHL, Gary Batman from the NHL had a great quote, and it pretty much sums it up. Whenever they ESPN and the NHL came to a contract agreement, uh, he said, Hell, if they are half as good at promoting us as they were at blocking us, then hey, we'll be in good shape moving forward. And the USFL is dead on arrival. Hey, yeah. Real quick on Smith, though. The full story is this is his third team rule he violated. He was a team leader. One of the older guys came out and was first undrafted in 2017 by the Dolphins. Been in a few NFL camps, the Redskins at the time. Played in the XFL. So, dude has seen it all, especially in these amateur leagues. He was expected to be a team leader, and he wasn't. And in that league, there's not going to be a huge difference between, for obvious reasons, RB1 and RB2. And you, everyone is easily replaceable, save for maybe some of the quarterbacks. Uh, dude just didn't – it wasn't just about a pizza, is my point. But, but that's what got put on social media. Yeah, exactly. That's that's the story, and it's probably the best thing and no so far for the USFL. There's no such thing as bad pub. Uh, I think a lot of people tuned in after that. So maybe it was on purpose. Who knows? That is the most interesting story of the USFL, bar none. Maybe, maybe for a minute, but you got to look right at now, the, so far. the facts right now, boys. Like – this is just a bad product. Like, you know, and I get it's young and they're trying to grow it. But like Robbie said, if you're not on any of these major networks and you're not getting any headway on there. I mean, we, I was enthusiastic when I watched it and I was trying to really like it. It was just so bad. Like I looked looked at ESPN.com. To, I looked at ESPN.com before we got on to look and see what the standings were. 
it's not even listed as a sport on ESPN.com. Yeah, like, like I remember the Nashville Cats, the Arena League back yeah. in the day. Heck yeah, it was a sweet that, product. That was awesome. Yeah. It was a great product. You know, it was short lived, but it was awesome. Um, College football. This, hey, on Fox Sports One right, right now, the Tampa there, Bay Bandits are racing you, the Pittsburgh Maulers. I'm Fox telling Sports you, high one. school football in Birmingham. Especially locally, you can take Birmingham, Tennessee, whatever. High school football is way more entertaining and interesting than what they just put out. Kids get paid more at some of the bigger programs, too, especially in Nashville. So I work. Uh, You're getting NLI deals. I work (laughs) under the table. A 3A (laughs) high school team that, that has turf fields, a practice field, a weight room program, <laughs> and there's less than probably 300 kids in the high school. So good grief! How come they suck so much, Sequati? I'm sorry, man. I I don't want to break your heart. I just I know they struggled, right? Oh, they were in the state semifinals four years ago and ran into oh, Alcoa, but I'm not sure if there's there's a war breaking respect. out. That's a buzz song. The lookouts are in town. It sounds like. Fireworks. The lookouts aren't town tonight, are they? I don't think so. Yes, I think so. They are. I think so. We'll have to Google that one. Right. Robbie and I, I went on. opening day. By the way, I want to move on to something that I nearly yes. had the same interest then. I was. I don't know why, and I don't know if I wrote off basketball when the NCAA tournament ended, but it seems like the NBA. And usually I get hold of the playoffs, but so far, zero minutes into the playoffs, I've checked the Hawks score a couple of times. The Grizzlies just won, by the way. Yes, they did. did. I know. Just, just finished up. So let's start they, with you, Robbie. What was that Grizzly scores, and how much did you watch the game before we came on there? I think it was 104 to 95. Something I think. like that. That's three three units in the positive, boys. Nice. Um, 104.95. Yeah, so um, yeah, so I've been flipping um, in and out of the playoffs. I, I watch – I mean, there's nothing really going on right now, so I'll watch it. Um, obviously invested in the Grizzlies and the Hawks. Um, turn, Golden State's just fun to watch for me. And then um, – the the Nets Celtic series is just fa- fascinating because of the Nets villains and then Grant Williams being for the Celtics. But um, I, I've I've been and this is like but this is the standard for me for NBA playoffs first round kind of observe as it progresses get get into it and the conference championships finals is much much must see TV. So, Mr. Three Units, I, I guess you're following it a little closer than I am. I, I would am. say – oh, um, you asking him? My bad. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah Mr. Uh, three Units up over here. Yeah, so I did uh, bet on the Grizzlies tonight. Um, they were, I think, plus two and a half, three, something like that. And then I got a second half line at a plus three and a half. So, took both of those. I uh, feel pretty good about it now. I didn't so, know let, me, let me ask the question. Is it your yep. degenerated gambling or no. the NBA playoffs no. that's holding your attention? It's the NBA playoffs and the okay. teams. 
So, look, the Grizzlies, um, like, second-best team in the NBA right now. So, they're, they're going to show out. Uh, Timberwolves have, have put on a, a, a strong showing for sure. But uh, John Morant and the Grizz, man, you just I'm, do I'm not a, count I'm them out. I'm owner of a John Morant rookie card that I just recently purchased. So, go ahead. I'm with you. Yeah, so – uh, not in between that. So let's get back to this, uh, you know, Celtics. Um, Nets. Nets whole deal. What a debacle that was. Um, so last night, I, I just cannot even believe. Kevin Durant and Kyrie in the entire second half. I don't know the stats, but it's got to be somewhere in the – Ballpark of four for 12, four for Grant was 0 for 10 in the fourth quarter. It was atrocious. Uh, it looked four for like, 17. I've never, I've never seen Kevin Durant be do- so defended so well, where he could not even, like, he was so rattled, he couldn't make a shot. The I've never seen him bothered, grace. much less I know. Like, frustrated. I know. The only saving grace he had on the point line was you know, getting fouled and, and making free throws. But it, if he took an open shot anywhere, it was it was bricks. So, and Kyrie was irrelevant. Uh, I think first game he scored like 31, 34 points and, and balled out. But this game, completely irrelevant. Um, I bet on the Nets, obviously, last night. Uh, and it, it was just – this is the thing about the NBA. You just, like – there's certain trends that you expect to see. And this was one that got kind of busted. It, it should have been the Nets last night. And then you see, the, you know, the two-star players go over, you know, in the second half. So it, it was, yeah, bad. But, yes, I am following the NBA playoffs closely. <laughs> All right, West Coast. No Lakers. I think. Who? No, no Lakers. Who? But I think the Suns the and the team Nuggets, that gets the highest ratings. I think they the right? Suns and Nuggets kind of have the media share now, even their small market. And you know, you've got the Bucks kind of out the Midwest. Bucks got beat. What does it mean? No Lakers to the playoffs. I mean, first of all, can I say it's pretty weak that yeah, I get it. Tennessee doesn't have teams, but these fools are fans of Nashville for hockey and football, Memphis for basketball on the other side of the state. Uh, at least Randall keeps it real with Atlanta for everything, so I respect that. Oh, uh, hey, Braves for baseball. I wouldn't know icing from goalie, assistant, Apple, Gino. Don't know nothing about hockey. They left me. I'm never going to come back. Go ahead. But, yeah, the Lakers are system. huge. It's not the same for a lot of people. The Lakers are the biggest draw. There's no question about it. Highest ratings, mainly because of superstars. Uh, the NBA is a star-driven league. They market them well. You know, so far in the playoffs, if you look, there's a lot of injuries that are affecting games. Uh, you know, the NBA loves dominant teams. Uh, Phoenix was the best team in the league. But, you know, Chris Paul, Devin Booker, um, I don't think it's must-see TV per se. Uh, then if you just look around, you know, Jabal Murray for the Nuggets is hurt. Steph Curry has been on a minute's restriction from his foot. Uh, Doncic has not played yet for Dallas. 
The Bucks lost Chris Middleton last night to a knee sprain. Devin Booker, who does have unlimited range, hurt his uh, – what he hurt yesterday? His hamstring. He's going to be out two games. So it's uh, – that's a big problem. And, and these matchups, uh, you know, for the basketball enthusiasts, they're very different, and that's cool. But, you know, Memphis versus Minnesota outside of, you know, those two states isn't going to do anything for anybody – um, even though like basketball purists, those are great teams and they're super athletic and talented. Um, back to Boston, it's just a different league these days. You know, like I've said many times, tweeners didn't make it in there. Boston has five guys that can all switch and play all different positions. Their defense was sensational. Like I said, they uh, – Most defense you know, in the league. Yep. Oh, yeah, by far. And uh, it showed. So I thought that was awesome. But, you know, like I said, the, the Sixers in Toronto – you, you don't have Simmons, you know, who hasn't even played for the Nets. You know, you don't have Kawhi, who obviously left for the Clippers. But in the new format, I don't even know the new format, this playing thing and whatever, who wins what. Uh, yeah, I don't even know. Yeah, it's... Keep it the way it was, man. And um, like I said, it, it there's a confluence of issues, if you will. But, yes, of course, for me, I am biased as a big Laker fan, uh, but they were a train wreck all year. But, yeah, there's no question they're a huge draw. And uh, the playoffs are different this year, different, like I said, different teams and less stars. But as a basketball purist, I think it's cool. But hey, most of the yeah, so doesn't. That they're, is they're cool guy for the Warriors. He's, he's, he's played yeah, all year very well, very well. Legit. It's he one of those uh, cases where – with Curry and those guys and Clay being hurt, Poole got so many minutes in that offense. Yeah. Then when Clay well, comes back, uh, wow. yeah, it's like, well, I think, I'm, I'm wide I think they can. Time. I think that gives them opportunity to move Clay. All right, hold on the, a second. It does. He said something. I, I don't want to lose this. And I, I'll, I'll go Robbie or Chain. Let's go Robbie. Does the main story of the playoffs become Chris Paul winning a championship? Um. No, I'm, I mean, he does the commercials and all that. I think the main story still is the Brooklyn villains and then um, – Celtics always relevant. Celtics, yeah, and then you got Golden State. I think it's the same old stories. Um, Lakers being out definitely hurts. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. You know, the NBA is one of those you got to come up and lose some. Uh, if Chris Paul wins, um, I think that's a lot of media story and media driven because everyone really seems to like him personally. I, it's but the one story kind of follow. It, I, I don't know how likable he is. Yeah, I, I brought that. Well, I think I'm biased. I think everyone that has state farm insurance is rooting for him. Um, that's yeah, for sure. I, I brought this up for uh, just a possible talk about who we kind of don't want to see a championship. I'm in that boat of I don't really like Chris Paul, and so I, mean, I actively root against him. Uh, I'm yeah, I don't either. I don't. Last question. Yeah. I don't think he's super likable uh, for a lot of reasons. Although I did think it was pretty gangster. Hey, real quick, did anybody see what he did to Alvarado, the kid that was uh, the rookie that was lurking in the baseline, and Paul just was trying to? He's just literally like, "You're not going to rip me, dude." He get the down court. Uh, yeah. It was pretty hardcore. 
Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's not a veteran for movie. Me. It's a yeah, veteran big movie. time. He, he, he's yeah. got the juice to do that, but in the a lot of reasons. world, and, and usually you follow the hobby collecting world, you'll find out whose name is trending the most. The most bought and sold rookie cards the last month in NBA basketball. Ja Morant is hundred percent. What about Luca? Is he becoming a super superstar in the world of NBA basketball? Hundred percent. This is what third year in right now. Second uh, year, I think. Second, third, I think. cards are up three hundred percent. Think about that. Regardless, second is even better. Um, I, I think third. third. I thought it was his third year. Um, I just like he's real cocky on stuff. I this know. this guy is a phenomenon. Like he's he is a entertainer, showstopper. Um, especially when you have you know 180 plus games, whatever the NBA plays, you want to go see that. This is must see TV when he's on on the court. Now getting into playoffs. I've got this on DVR, so I can't wait to see what just happened tonight because they were down by 12 points when we got on this podcast. Sorry, spoiler um, alert. So I third, I'm third really, year. I'm really excited. I thought it was third year. Thank you. Ryan. It is. Uh, I'm really excited to see this. But this dude is just – he's hes one of those special players. And, and you can see it. Like the eye test, like you know. Like when you watch a player, like – this guy is going to be the, the stuff, you know. And, and from all accounts, I mean, I know the bigger lights are going to come calling, but by all accounts, he loves Memphis. Loves he, will not, he will not leave Memphis. He'll get a huge no. deal and continue for his two-year max and max it out. Um, he'll roll over. It, it, he'll be in Memphis for a while. Absolutely. Absolutely. He's em- emblematic of the and new Memphis, boy card. And Memphis will pay he's, him. Oh, you know, back yeah. in the day. It's, it's Max. Uh, he's, for sure. He's yeah, not going Max, anywhere. Max, every two years, whatever you want. Max, he's, Max. He's from the South. I, it, To me, and I'm using the word akin once again, when Magic Johnson came out of the league, he revolutionized the point guard position. He was no look. He could score. You know, it. by the way, they outscored them 37 to 12 in the fourth quarter. Uh, so that's defense. Uh, another team with a bunch of dudes around the same height that can switch on everything. But John Morant is is a freak athletically. The way LeBron is, uh, John Morant has one of the fastest in the NBA history. He is probably a faster first step than Allen Iverson. Uh, he's likable. He's a kid. He's from the South, I believe. Uh, he went to Murray State in Kentucky. He's from South Carolina. South Carolina, you know who, thank you. Uh, just just a sensational player. You know who's who's close to that is Kenley Chandler. It's got a very quick first step. Yes. Oh yeah, he's got a great step, uh, first step. But yeah, I mean, Jaw, the no looks. He, he's he's got hops. I mean, big time hops. He throws it down. He's uh, he's must see TV. And yeah, he is an absolute superstar. All right, got a little business to take care of. First of all, if you're watching this, smash the like button. Subscribe, 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 get notification. First time we come on the air. 
Second thing, this weekend we have a show releasing about Nashville sports. We're going to talk about what part. It's going to be a bigger conversation about NFL stadiums. Uh, I'm sure we'll talk about the Falcon Stadium. We'll talk about SoFi, some of the stadiums that's been built, and also some of the things that the city of Nashville's done right and done wrong with the Titans, in my opinion. I think I'm critical of some of the things that the Titans have done over the last decade, but make sure to look for us this weekend. Next Thursday night, live here on, I don't know if we're going to call it River City Media, Reckless Speculation, but next Thursday night, Thursday night draft, April the 28th, you'll have us melting down over every pick. And these turkeys are going to look dumb when a quarterback goes in the top 10. It's going to happen. I am confident. Worst quarterback class. Ask the Jets and the 49ers how they feel about those two top five draft picks. I think greatest quarterback class of the year. Years and years, the best pick was a guy they took in the 23rd or something like that. So, no, it was Tom Brady at 299. That's the well, sixth round. Yeah. Yeah, he didn't but get I, drafted. That's what last he's year, That's what I was saying last year. All right. All that thing said, let's get to the last subject of the night. Just to touch in, Roger, our baseball guy, what have you picked up from MLB so far? Uh, home runs are down and Strikeouts are up for multiple reasons. As a purist, again, I love it. Dodgers are must-see TV. They just played the Braves and took two out of three. And what are, again, the two best teams in the National League? I don't care about the Mets record. Uh, it was a great series, great pitching. Uh, each game, Freed was untouchable. Gonsolin was untouchable. But, yeah, it's, you know, I think it's been awesome. But – the pitch clock should be introduced like it has been in, in the minor league, shaving you know, 20 to 40 minutes off of games. It's um, so nice. Yeah, and they need to market their stars better. Everyone knows that. But so far, I've, I've loved it. Uh, I think it's been great. But I'm a Dodger fan, and they look pretty well, good. Yeah, things are good for the Dodgers. I And, and I'm happy with the Braves right now. Oh, uh, yeah. I'll give you my – you know, we're waiting on basically Mike Soroka and – Ronald Acuna to get healthy, and Acuna is at AAA right now. Uh, I think the big thing is it looks like everybody worked out from the Freddie Freeman situation. The Dodgers are happy. Matt Olson leads the majors in hitting right now. And Christian Pache, a former first-round uh, top-10 prospect, is tearing the cover off the ball in Oakland for the A's. So, Sometimes you get win, 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 and it looks like that's worked out. But I don't want to stay on that. I do want to get to what Robbie said. Minor league baseball is completely different than major league baseball by the pitch clock. Yeah. Um, well, I'll just touch real quick. Last year, the Braves were through 14 games. They were 6-8, and eight, won the World Series. This year, through 14 games, they're 6-8. and eight. We'll see what happens. Um, and the Reds, the Lookouts' parent team, are two and eleven. So hopefully, all the studs are still down in the minors. Uh, yes, yeah, so, uh, Raj pointed out he and I were at the opening game. Um, it beer lines were atrocious. Yeah, beer lines were ridiculous. Uh, 
but it speeds it up so much. And, you know, Raj has got a kid and I'm sure going to a game like that makes it so much more uh, just doable to watch the game, keep people's interest. Major League Baseball going three, four hours. Can't do that. The, the pitch clock pitch clock has to get introduced very soon. Um, yeah. And baseball is expensive, man. I yeah. uh, A buddy of mine works for the Dodgers. Thankfully, free seats when I'm home. But for the Braves series, which is big for us in our household, uh, he can get us seats above the Dodger dugout. There are over 200 bucks a piece. We have to pay for them. Three of us, that's $900 or sorry, $600 per game. If we go to all three games, $1,800. Minor leagues, you pay like eight bucks. Yeah. You can get next to the field. The players are super friendly. Uh, you know, they involve kids and everything. So, yeah, it's much more family friendly to say the least, you know, fireworks, et cetera. But uh, unfortunately, the, for the lookouts, they went cashless and I guess the beer dudes can't handle square or whatever, the walking around beer dude. So every line was just killing us. Uh, but that's just a side note. And, and yeah, beers are cheaper too. That's awesome. We should have a whole show on why I think it's illegal for places to go cashless, but that's a whole different different subject. It is a different <laughs> subject. Uh, James, how much interest do you have in the baseball season as a, as a – not purest baseball fan or really not a baseball gambler. Well, I did see Freddie Freeman hit a bomb on his first at bat. In, uh, if you had read my text, I called that. In the Braves Stadium. So, yeah, that, that was pretty awesome. Uh, kind of a welcome back. Or Dodgers awesome. But uh, I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, I haven't watched much baseball yet, uh, even though I got the Cubs thing on. I, I just haven't. Um, I've been dizzy and trying to get in the NBA playoffs right now. Um, I'm, I, I just kind of lag in the beginning of baseball and kind of after the all-star break, that's when I start getting into it to see uh, what's really going on. So. Speaking of the Cubs, talk about a sensational new player. Uh, say, uh, Suzuki, he, he's been just on fire, great on both ends. He came over from Japan where he was just unstoppable. Uh, hitting 387, and, and Wrigley loves their guys. And, uh, yeah, standing O when he hits every time. So uh, that's been pretty cool for the Cubs. They, they're they 6-6, six and six and, and they're hitting I may the ball. Be a, I may be a year late on this. Is Toronto back playing games in Toronto? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Wrapping it up, we did go double the time this week on the weekend review just to see – a different format, see if someone like it. There will be a show this weekend releasing on Friday that's going to be a hodgepodge of national sports and basically debating the new stadium that's going to be built within the next calendar year. And as a non-Titans fan living in the state of Tennessee, do I support that? It's an interesting question. But uh, any final words or does anyone have a bet your nut Starting with Rod Maddow. I wasn't prepared for Bet Your Nut. Uh, Randall, real quick, I realized that I should subscribe to our own channel. Uh, It's River City Dash Media Sports on on YouTube. I I didn't know there was Dash Media. There's obviously other River City Media. So make sure we're telling people, everyone, River City Dash Media Sports Talk, hyphen, dash, uh, more colloquial. 
Wait, I, isn't it, the hyphen's the slash, isn't it? No. no that's, wait, the dash is the line. It's yes. dash. Just go with dash, Robbie. Okay. Wait, yeah. It's a hyphen. No, whatever. No, I've been in a dash for the same thing. How many degrees do we have? Uh, anyways, when you look at players, I, none of us have English degrees. <laughs> Not in the South. There's no such thing. Sorry. Uh, hey, man. I, uh, I haven't really looked to bet your nuts. It's again, you know, I'm going to take teams. Uh, well, I was going to talk about Dallas without Luca getting smoked. <laughs> They're up 17 right now. Uh, it seems like home teams have done very well in the playoffs. So take the home team. That's my uh, bet your nuts in the NBA playoffs. All right. I'll give you mine. Over or under two quarterbacks being drafted this coming week. I'm going to give you three quarterbacks going the first round. Kenny Pickett. Malik Willis. Malik Willis and Matt Corral. That's my final words. Quarterback class, no matter what the media are killing us. I, I don't think there's hey, – Hey, let me ask you this. Hey, you can save the juice and we'll just bet each other. What are your three dumb teams that you have doing that? I, I, Sam, Sam Howell's getting a lot of pub right now. He's I shooting think, up. I think Malik Willis goes in the first – Seven picks. But what are your three dumb teams that are going to do that? He's going uh, to Atlanta, baby. Uh, I don't think Atlanta's That's going to do I think the Lions take a quarterback or they trade the second overall pick. Carolina for sure. Carolina is definitely taking a quarterback. If the Falcons do take a pick quarterback, it's going to be Pickett over Willis, I'm feeling. Uh, and I also think Matt Corral off the injury, I, I don't – if Matt Corral was a different situation than he finished his old Miss career, I think he would probably be the best quarterback in the class. Well, so I'll give a lot you, of people think Pickett will be gone to Carolina, leaving I'll Atlanta you, with Malik Willis. I'll give you the Panthers, the Lions, and the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Pit- uh, Pittsburgh does not make dumb decisions. I'm going Atlanta. Detroit, who a lot of people have Jay Howell shooting up the dashboard, uh, draft boards, uh, good drop back passer, not a great decision maker, but they have awesome receivers suddenly in Detroit. Uh, yeah, I think he strong possibility that Pickett goes to Carolina, Malik Willis to Atlanta. I'm not an insider though, and Sam Howell to Detroit in the last pick that they got from a trade in the Willis first round with the Rams. Now. But Malik Willis is living in Atlanta and training in Atlanta. So yeah, I think Malik man. Willis feels like there's a possibility he's in Atlanta. Michael Vick, oh. crappy O-line, quarterback's got to make something happen. Uh, and he's, a lot of tickets in Atlanta. He's, he's marketable for sure, yes. Robbie Davis. So – Kyle Larson. No, no, no. Okay. Don't, I'm not getting lazy. But I will say – I hope uh, hope people watched the Bristol race, or the dirt race. It was exciting. It was fun. Um, crazy finish. Um, Ty Dillon got um, screwed out of his win. But Kyle Busch won on a wreck at the end. I think Kyle Busch takes that momentum into Dega. He's at plus 1,600 
which is a really, really good bet for um, this race. The best odds are plus 1,000, so it's a wide-open race. Take the guy whose car just won and uh, thank me later. Kyle Austin. What about Austin Sendrick? He's plus 14. I like him, too, 1,400. I like him, too, but um, Kyle Busch has got the car. Shane, save the day after the NASCAR talk. Yeah, we're we're not going NASCAR here. We're going uh, NBA playoffs tomorrow. Um, Bucks in Chicago. They are two-and-a-half-point favorites. It was a fluke last night. A fluke, I tell you, because – the Bulls haven't beat the Bucks all year, and I can't remember the last time they won a playoff game. So I'm going the other put, way on that game. I will put my money, and we can save the juice garage and just do a little side bet. But I will put my money on. Let's do it. The Bucks minus two and a half all day. I mean, mortgage your house if you have to. This one's gonna cash. Uh, that's the first home playoff game in a good Chicago team in years. They're loaded for relative to them, and Chris Middleton's out two weeks. Uh, I think Milwaukee wins the series, but I'm taking the Bulls in that first home playoff game, catching two and a half. Uh, that's my, it's not my bet you're nuts, but uh, yeah, we can do a little side bet on that one. Weird. What happened to our host? Or- Hey, over under, I draft three quarterbacks in the first five rounds. (laughs) Under for sure. Under for sure. Running back season. I was trying to be be cute and uploaded a a picture while we were on the air, and I ended up knocking myself off. So, everybody get their last point out. We good right now? Yeah, we're good. All right. For Randall Cunningham, for Rod Meta, for Robbie Davis, for Brendan Jane. We are ridiculous beyond speculation. Join reckless. us. We, were, reckless. we are ridiculous beyond reckless. And we are River City Media. <laughs> See if my picture came up. My picture. I really wanted to show this picture. Hold on. Of yourself? Yeah. I, hold on. I, I got to get this Randall Kardashian. You I should get, get reckless tattooed on your hand, so you can. I you should do. I don't, I don't you should like do duck face. Right. I'm never gonna get it right. There you go. Duck face, bro. There, there, it, there is. it is. The hypo picture. Me and Josh Hypo, the man, the myth, the legend, Josh Hypo, the doughboy. For Sorry. Robbie Davis, for Brandon Chain, he looks like Bobby Hill. This is reckless. He does look like Bobby Hill. <laughs> this is reckless speculation, and we'll see you next week. Hey, Dad.